This is Season 2, Episode 70 of the Fly the W670 Podcast. The PC era is upon us. All right, Crowley, let's talk about the standings right now after the Cubs drop two of three to the Rockies out in Colorado. Yep, the Milwaukee Brewers in first place, 81 and 63. The Cubs are now 78 and 69. And with that, they dropped to 4.5 games out of the central, Dustin. Yes, they have three left against the Brewers in Milwaukee, but that's starting to look worse and worse now. Cincinnati, 75-71, they're seven games back. And then Pittsburgh and St. Louis are pretty are toast, so we won't worry about that. But <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? I, I got I to gotta get my little, uh, I gotta get my little dig in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And the wild card here right now, the Cubs are waiting some results. Um, Philadelphia is in that first wild card spot, 79 and 66. They're 3.5 games up on the pack. The Cubs are 1.5 games up holding on at the moment. Arizona wins. It gets down to one game. Arizona is in the third and final wild card spot. And then Cincinnati, Miami and San Francisco are all knocking on the door. Cincinnati one out, Miami 1.5 out, and San Francisco out of that last wild card spot. If the postseason started today, Arizona would take on Milwaukee, the Cubs would take on the Phillies, and then the Cubs would, whoever won between the Cubs and Phillies, would have the pleasure of taking on Atlanta. Yeah, that's why it's important to try to win that division. But at this stage of the game, I think the focus should be trying to take. Uh, the Phillies so that you could have some games at Wrigley field in the postseason. Yeah. That's there's 15 games left. And so you're going to, like I said, I mean, the Brewers just don't lose. I mean, the Brewers at this point just do not lose. Well, I'm glad you brought the Brewers up because in a move that has big implications, the NL central does big daddy, Steve Cohen and the Mets got their man. David Stearns was hired as the president of baseball operations. He will officially take over the regular season uh, once the regular season is over, Stearns has been instrumental in the Brewers' success the last few years. And you were, you saw the Brewers kind of coming up, even when the Cubs had the, those good teams with Javier and, and, and Chris Bryant and Rizzo. He was first named the Brewers' GM at the end of 2015. And in a few short years, he took a small market, small budget Brewers to the postseason for four consecutive seasons from 2018 to 2021. The big question, Dustin, now is Craig Council, will he follow Stearns to the Mets? stay with Milwaukee or manage a different team? Dustin, I know the answer to this. Would you want him to manage the Cubs? No. I would take him in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. You, you, you can have him. I don't I, like I him. I would literally I like pull the jet. I don't like his pouty face all the time. <laughs> hey, you know what? If we're winning, then you're then I don't have a pouty face. And that's what I've seen. That's what I've seen him constantly do is win with teams. The, look at the budgets between the Cubs and the Brewers. Look at the difference. I get and, it. And, and, and I'm just telling you, man, why, why, does, why do they keep winning, Dustin? We keep talking about it. The Brewers don't lose. Why is that? Look at their roster. Look at their roster. Who do you want on that roster that you'd say I'd rather have them than the Cubs? But guess what? They're in first place, and, and you're about that, – that ship is just about sailed for you. Yeah, just about, just about. I hope he ends up in New York with the Mets. That's what I'm hoping. Interesting story came out this week was that Dansby and Mallory Swanson bought Theo Epstein's Lake, my buddy Theo Epstein. I hung out with him in the bleachers. Yeah, I told Lakeview. that story on the air the other day. <laughs> His Lakeview Mansion for $3.5 million a few weeks ago. Uh, some minor league postseason news you heard with the interview with Sam. The, the Pelicans lost their first game of the Southern Division Championship, two to the one to the Charleston River Dogs in the best of three series. They'll play again on Thursday night in Pelican Park. On Tuesday night, the Tennessee Smokies clinched the second half title. They will be playing postseason baseball as well. 
and a guy that has gone through Myrtle Beach and Tennessee, Justin Steele, he was in a new poll released today uh, by MLB, is leading the Cy Young votes from their panel of experts. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. Very interesting uh, report there. All right, there's been a bunch of roster moves we got to go through. Yeah, Monday was the big one. Michael Fulmer was activated from the 15-day IL, and Cubs put closer Edward Alzale on the 15-day IL, retroactive to 9-10 with a forearm strain. Fulmer was returning from the same injury. Justin Steele spent some time on that with the IL. Uh, we talked about how Alzale didn't look right, and this goes back to when Alzale blew the save against Milwaukee at the end of August, and then he blew another one against the Reds on Friday, September 1st. They gave him a week off, see if he could recover. He pitched back-to-back appearances against the Diamondbacks last weekend. I was there, and, and we talked about this. I just said he didn't look good, and and that's what Alzali himself had to say. He said it was just to the point where I wasn't making co- a lot of competitive pitches out there. So hopefully he comes back soon. But the other big news on Monday was the promotion of Pete Crow Armstrong. Alexander Canario was optioned to Iowa. PCA, obviously the Cubs' number one ranked prospect in their minor league system, brings an amazing glove. The, the scouts rate it at the highest that you possibly can, 80 grade on the glove, elite speed on the bases. Canario did not have to catch a bus back to Iowa as infielder Jaime Candelario was put on the 10-day IL with a lower back strain. We noticed that Candelario was on the not list when we talk about our hots and nots, but uh, I'm sure that some of the struggles of the plate are related to that back injury. He exited the game on Sunday in the fifth inning versus the D-backs. When his back started bothering him, the move is not retroactive, Dustin. So he is not eligible to play until September 22nd. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens there. Um, I think it, they they really want to get him 100%. I think that's the goal. I think if if he had to play a game right now, I think he could play. But I think they want to take their time with him. Right. And Marcus Stroman threw a bullpen. We'll throw a bullpen today. I don't know. We don't know the results of that. Um, he'll get a. He's on a five game schedule now. So trying to get him back into the rhythm of a starter. But Tommy Hadovy was on the Mully and Haw show today, as he is every mm-hmm. other Wednesday, mm-hmm. to update Cup fans on Strowman and his role moving forward. Dustin, what did Tommy have to say this morning? I thought it was interesting. He said that he was open to any role that would help the team. I found that very interesting. Happy to hear that because I did not think a bullpen role was something that would fit uh, what he wants to do. So I'm happy to hear that uh, Strowman is open to doing anything and everything he can to help this team win. And it looks right now like they could use him. Very curious to see what happens. So today when we're recording, this is a day off tomorrow's Thursday. When this gets released, they play the three games against the snakes. Then they get a day off on Monday. And will there be any kind of shuffling of the, you know, will they go to a four man rotation? Is somebody going to get skipped? Is Tyone going to get skipped? Is Assad going to get skipped? Very interesting to see what happens the next time around in this uh, rotation. Absolutely. And, and another thing to keep an eye out is what you were talking about uh, on the afternoon show, David Ross was on and talking about playing the young guys talking about playing PCA. And this is what he had to say. I'll, I'll give, I got the clip right here and, and uh, give it a listen. And, and it's a little controversial to go back to, to Pete being called up. Obviously like his profile says that he's got the potential to be a really great defensive center fielder. I, I know that you've already got one of those, but he also plays a little bit of first base for you. How do you see this playing out with trying to make sure that you you get what you need and Pete gets what he needs, but also keeping in mind you guys are trying to win a division in here? 
Yeah, we're not developing players right now. We're trying to win games. And uh, Pete's skill set, like I said before, is, is a is a real value um, in, in these big outfields we're gonna we're gonna have. Uh, Pete will get some at bats. You know, I think he'll he'll come in for defensive purposes at times. Uh, you know, gives us the flexibility of having Mike Talkman to insert him and in pitch hit, hit situations like we did last night. Uh, and he came through with a big at bat. Um, I think that's just you know we've got. Uh, more roster talent now uh, and able to implement, you know, Pete's legs, stolen bases. Uh, he's got some things he's still got to learn and grow. Uh, so there are going to be some some growing pains. Uh, like, we, you know, last night gets thrown out at third, you know, some little little things that we've got to clean up with him. But, um, you know, he's an exciting young man out there trying to take advantage of, of his skill set. And we'll try to try to um, curtail that to help us win ball games in the middle of, of, of competing night in and night out. To go back. So Dustin, kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth. Here, here's That's what that, I heard. We got to, we got to, we got to take advantage of his speed in Colorado with these big uh, outfields, but we also are developing players. Okay. All right. Look, Dustin, you know, I know it's not hard, but you can pat your head and rub your belly at the same time. It's not that <laughs> difficult, man. You literally have how many coaches out there, uh, Pete is a guy that loves instruction. He loves people to tell him what to do. He doesn't want people kissing his butt. And I'm just telling you right now, why can't you develop and play guys at the same time? I know it seems hard. What has Mike Talkman hitting in the last month, Dustin, in the last 30 games? Do you know? Not that great. 188. That's okay? not very good. So, so you're telling me you, you know, and this was a week after uh, David Ross was on the show saying, uh, we're going to go with the guys that got us here. Really? So if somebody's better, if somebody, you know, you can't be with Jordan Wicks, you got to give it to back to Drew Smiley because he got you there. Is that what we're doing? Why can't, if somebody's playing good, why wouldn't you play them? The outfield again in Colorado is huge. Do I think PCA should start every day? No, I think they should kind of play it smart and see which matchups work the best. But if you're telling me that you can't do it because Mike Talkman got you here, nobody knew Mike Talkman's name in Chicago other than in Palatine before the season started. So don't, don't give me that. That's a, that's a bunch of garbage. When you're talking about a prospect that is this good, Arizona called up their big prospect who isn't hitting that much already last against the Cubs. Okay. That's what teams do. You're going to sit there. You sat there and you wasted, you wasted Canario. I would, I would put him down right now. There's no point in him being here because he's basically had a week off, but he hasn't hit in like two, three weeks. I don't even know how long it's been. It's been ridiculous. So just call him, put him down now. It's pointless. But you sat there, and, and, and what you have to do in the dog days especially, when you do have those long games, is you have to find opportunities for these young guys to play. Take the older guys and, and that are beat up. They're Nick. They have been playing for a while. Talkman's not an everyday player. Bellinger's beat up. These guys have played a lot. Give them a breather and let the young guys get a chance and see what you have there. I'm not saying them play every day. This is not 2022 Cubs. This 2023 yeah. Cubs, but you have to be smart about this. And anybody that knows the history of the Cubs know that there's a, been a lot of, of, of failures in the postseason or failures to get to the postseason because you couldn't give guys a day off when you had an opportunity. Well said, Crowley. Well said. I think uh, I agree with everything you just said. Very, very good. Spot on. And uh, I think the day off is coming uh, at the right time for the Cubs. So let's get into it. Thursday's an off day. Friday, the uh, Cubs at the uh, snakes, as you like to call them. I liked when you called them that. And uh, <laughs> this is now a bigger series than we even thought after dropping two or three to the Rockies. 
Right. You know, the Cubs offensive struggled started against the Rock, against the D-backs. That's when you saw them lose three of four. And those, you know, Assad pitched well, but was charged with the loss. Cubs couldn't figure out rookie Ryan Nelson. And the Cubs lost game one, six to two. Game two, so that's only two runs off a guy that, you know, a rookie that was just called up from the minors after being demoted. Uh, Zach Gallion, you know, Tyone pitched a great, great, great game in game two, but Zach Gallion pitched a complete game shutout, the first of his career. The Cubs lost one nothing, And then the team had another pitcher's duel as Justin Steele pitched seven innings of one-run ball, but Merrill Kelly and the D-backs pen limited the Cubs to one run, and this game went to the extra with the Arizonas going two in the tenth and the Cubs going on to lose that one three to two. So, Dustin, in those five runs, they scored in those 28 innings, those first three games, they scored only five runs right? But they were able to prevent the sweep behind a good start by Kyle Hendricks and three home runs in the third by Burrell, Bellinger, and Swanson. They took the finale 5-2. to two. They're, The D-backs are currently playing the Mets in a four-game series. They split the first two. They're playing tonight, so that's going to affect the wild card race. But they're also playing tomorrow. The good news for the Cubs, if probables go according as how they're supposed to, Zach Gallen is pitching tonight, and Merrill Kelly is pitching tomorrow. Perfect. And so the Cubs will not Perfect. have to face any of their big guns in this series coming up. Yeah. But that's, that's that, big. Is, that's big. Is, is it going to matter against this offense right now? I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, that's why they play the games. And the uh, Cubs have their probably three best pitchers right now throwing in the games coming up Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You could not line this up any better, Dustin, than what you have here. You have a truly an opportunity uh, to, to put, to, you know, get back on track. You got Justin Steele starting the game on Friday. He is 16 and three with the 249 ERA. He leads the ML, uh, NL and ERA. He, like I said, top candidate for Cy Young, seven innings, one earned run in the last game, no decision, eight innings, zero earned run against San Fran. He got the win and he got the win against Milwaukee on 829, six innings, six hits. He gave up, but zero earned runs. He is going up against Brandon Pafadzid, whatever, however you pronounce or say that name. I don't even care at this point. But let me just say this, Dustin. They they couldn't hit him last time. And so that that, that has me a little bit nervous. And if you remember with Brandon Pafadzid, he, he <laughs> didn't start. They went with an opener. They said they were going to start him, and they went with an opener against the Cubs. So he did not start that game. He went six innings, gave seven hits, four earned runs. He, that was sort of the three solo home runs. Um, and then the game before that was in Colorado. He went 3.2 innings, gave up six hits, three earned runs. And against the Dodgers, he went four innings, gave up eight hits and five earned runs. So this guy is not an elite starter, but neither were any of the guys he faced in Colorado. No, not at all. And Cubs, uh, you know, if, if it plays out, listen, Justin Steele keep you in a ball game. So, but yeah, they got it. You know, let's, we got crooked numbers, right? Three, four, five runs, please Cubs. Kyle Hendricks takes them out on Saturday. He is six and seven with the 371 ERA. He just keeps you in games. Um, Arizona on 9-10, he went 5.2 innings, gave up seven hits, two earned runs. Against San Francisco on 9-5, he went 5.1 innings, gave up seven hits, four earned runs. And against Milwaukee on 8-30, he went six innings, gave up four hits, zero earned runs. So he always gives you a solid outing. You know, it, it's it's, you know, hopefully he can continue to do so, and he's going to have to do so against his former teammate, Zach Davies, who, God, I don't know what it is, Dustin. Sometimes you just, there was just guy, for whatever reason, the guy just didn't, I didn't get along. I didn't like him that much when he pitched with the Cubs. Uh, he's 2-5 and five with a 681 ERA um, against the Mets on 9-11. He went four innings pitch, gave up three earned runs. 
against Colorado on nine, six, he went three innings and gave up five earned runs against Baltimore. He went six innings and only gave up one earned run. So, you know, you know what he is, but I, I just worry because the Cubs seem to struggle against like these soft tossers to contact. That seems to be an issue. All right. I'm trying to stay positive, buddy. I'm trying to stay positive. Oh, it's hard after a day like today. Isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that takes us to game three, Jordan Wicks. I mean, this guy has really, really just been, I mean, you got to say that if the playoffs started tomorrow, you have to think he'd be in the rotation, right? Yes. Yes. If it was tomorrow. Yes. I would have three. him go. I would have him go before Assad and I'd have him go before Tyam. Right. And so he's three, and zero against Cincinnati on nine, one, he went five innings, gave up one earned run against San Francisco on nine, six, he went 6.2 and gave up two earned runs. And against Colorado, he went six innings and only gave up one run. So this guy has been doing everything and more. He has really, you know, he doesn't seem overwhelmed to be in a playoff chase. No, mm -mm, not at all. No. And I think part of that, it's the youth, right? I think part of it is the fact that he probably doesn't know any better right this second. So that's a good thing, right? Yeah, and, you know, he, and he, he again, he's a, he's he's a guy with a he's a he's a good draft, you know, first round draft pick. He's a guy who's pitched in tough games before, so I think, you know, mentally, I think he's in good shape. Yep, absolutely. So that gets us to the prediction time, Crowley. Or no, sorry, let's go hot and not before prediction. So uh, Tommy Pham, we know, super hot for the uh, <laughs> for for the uh, snakes. He, uh, I think, he was on the cold list going into that series. He came off red hot. Yep, yep, yep. For the Cubs, though, look at Nico Horner right now, 12 for 30, um, hitting four, slash and 400, 419, 458. Dansby Swanson is one of those hot streaks, 11 for his last 28 with a home run and four RBIs. He is slashing 393, 414, 643. On your knots, uh, take a look at uh, Ian Happ right now. He is, He's one of those guys that got you there, right? Three for his last 25. Slashing 120, 211, 160 in his last seven games. You cannot do that. Christopher Morell, four for his last 20, but at least he has some slug, two home runs, two RBIs. He's slashing 200, 278. One thing to kind of keep an eye on, Dustin, uh, Cody Bellinger right now is seven for his last 28 with a home run and four RBIs, but he's slashing 250, 241, 383. He has been carrying this team. And somebody else has got to step up and it can't just be on Gomes. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Somebody else has to step up. And uh, I never thought we'd get to the point where we would see Cody Bellinger on this uh, not list. He's kind of in the in between he's lukewarm, but right. he's been so hot that he's really just been driving the Cubs offense and kind of, you know, uh, you know, kind of putting lipstick on a pig, so to speak, you know what I mean? Making mm-hmm. things look better than they really were. You mentioned Tommy Pham for Arizona. He's nine for his last 27 with three home runs, Dustin, and five RBIs. He's slashing 338, 367, 741 slug. And Kettle Marte, who also we saw do damage in Wrigley, six for his last 20 with the home run, five RBIs. He's slashing 300, 364, and 600. On the knot, um, you know, Christian Walker at first, he's struggling two for his last 24. And Alec Thomas in 20 is their center fielder. He's three for their last 15. And the one guy I told you about, Jordan Lawler, he was one of their top prospects. Is one for 13. It's not easy, but guess what? He plays some really good short base. Short, some shortstop, and he's a really good runner. So that's why he's in this race as well. All right. Prediction time, Crowley. Here we go. I'm going to go first. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to say two of three. This is a really big series because the Snakes are right behind them. The Snakes want to get into the postseason. 
But uh, I'm going to say with the uh, pitching matchups, I think it favors the Cubs. I'm going to say two out of three. It does, but here's the thing. The Cubs don't play good in Colorado, and they don't play good in Arizona. I hate it when they play in, in – uh, probably the other stadium I'd throw in there is Miami. To me, those three places are just like horrible to even think about. I'm, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say two out of three. I'm going to say the steel start and the wick start are the ones that I like. All right, very good. Well, that's a wrap of episode number 70 of season two, the PC. A era has begun. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, you can email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. And now you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 to score YouTube channel. Crowley, yeah, have they- a wonderful weekend, all right? Yeah, we're going to try to watch this one off. Don't forget to watch the uh, Myrtle Beach Pelicans and our friend Sam Wiederhoff as they play on Marquee tomorrow. Cheer, go Pelicans and go Cubs.